Hello and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle, or should I say very g'day and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle on my podcast house or any of the other platforms that Tony usually mispronounces at the top of the show. Uh, no Tony today, I'm joined by Lyle, sprawled out on his bed as usual. Extremely comfortable over here, Welshie. Uh, it's good that you got your own catchphrase in yourself. I was going to lead you to that, I was... You almost forgot. Oh, well. Disappointing. Oh, Good well. things to remember, and it's making me. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've started poorly. Uh, we you've, also you've hit record, though, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It says recording on the screen. All so. right, that's good enough then. Uh, we're also got a special guest host today, replacing Tony. He is irreplaceable, um, not in a good way. We're joined by <laughs> the brains behind Wrestle Brainia. Jeff. G'day, Welty. G'day, Lyle. Hope you're both well. Thank you very much for having me on while, uh, while I'm in, a, obviously, a, a very busy period leading up to WrestleBrainia. Well, I thought we Thanks. should have you on, considering as I'm pretty sure that one place left you've got to announce is going to be us, and you're announcing us as being on WrestleBrainia. Congratulations <laughs> to us. Don't, don't, stress this, uh, don't stress the friendship that far, mate. Come on. Fair crack of the whip. There's a, there's a lot of hot... Competition, and I don't know if you guys have quite got the stroke. Well, we definitely do have the stroke. Oh, come on, come have you on. met? Have you met Tony? <laughs> Good old blue tick boy Tony. Yeah, I've met him. <laughs> That's how he introduces himself. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tony. I've got a blue tick on Twitter. Okay. I tell you, Tony's so busy. I tried to call him a few times last week. Um, finally, he answered, and I was. Very close to asking his wife to add me to that group uh, WhatsApp group for his family, that because apparently he answers that call. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he only answered the phone because he was waiting in the waiting room to pick up someone from hospital. Otherwise, I don't think he would have given me the time of day. No, no, he's I'm not welcome. very active in our group messages either. No, he does answer my calls though because he wants to be on the show. Otherwise, he oh, wouldn't no, answer he, my yeah. calls either. Oh. Also, yeah, if there's something in it for Tony, he's going to answer. Also, because your phone's on private number. I'm going to try that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who, are we, uh, who are we having a chat with, Welchie? Well, we've got a, a big chat with um, a member or a very, very well-credentialed member of the EPW roster um, ahead of their big double-header show which is um, Reawakening. Re- Reawakening 17. Can you believe? 19. 19. Fuck. 19, Tony. There you go. Tony. Reawakening 19. <laughs> that show's old enough to drink for a year now. Um, we're, talking <laughs> to, we're talking to the Don Michael Morleone, or Morleone. I'm not Italian, so I always mispronounce those sorts of things. And, I'd say it's a Godfather tribute, or it'd be Morleone. Well, I said Morleone first, so I'll go with that. You were bang on, mate. <laughs> you said both. You can't get it wrong then. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll go to that now. So we are lucky enough to be joined by one of the best wrestlers in Western Australia, if not the whole of the country, the Don Michael Morleone. Thanks for joining us, Don. Uh, no worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate the intro. Um, I love it when other people flatter me. It's, it's great. It makes it easy. I don't have to do it as much myself. 
it saves you half a job. It's it's great, yeah. Um, I think we'll start with um, just to chat about the sh- the big show that you've got on this weekend. Yes, um, it must be fantastic. Double header. Um, you may have been wondering when these shows were going to start again. Oh man, it's been it's been very it's so it's so difficult because. Um, it's just something that for so many years and other guys who wrestle will be the same way. It's just been every, every few weeks or whatever, there's, there's, there's something happening with wrestling and you're just constantly from here to there, you got matches or you just like there to help out with the show or whatever. And then it's been so long um, that it's, uh, we did have one earlier, but earlier this year, but um, it's just so, everything's just so out of whack. Like I'm so hyped, especially with um, reawakening, uh, this weekend, it's always been a humongous uh, show on the wrestling calendar for for us, and from what I understand, you know, all across Australia, it's there's there's a few big shows that that happen throughout the year, and Reawakening's one of them that that all of Australia turned to to look at, um, and it, it's just yeah, so hype, and the two night event as well, like we at EPW, they used to do um, every year a two night Evolution uh, was the the um, the event that was just every year that was it. It was just two nights. And then for a long time, they just, I, I wasn't behind the, the choices with those sort of things, but they just decided, nope, stick into one night. And yeah, to return to the two night format, it's exciting because normally it's of a weekend, you get, you get a match or you get the one show and you go home and then you, you wait for the next one. Whereas it's banked straight one after the other. It's, it's awesome. What can who are you who are you facing at the uh, at the event? So uh, on night one, um, I've got a tag match uh, myself and Julian Ward against uh, the Untouchables. That's uh, Damien Slater and Marcus Pitt, um, and those guys are phenomenal. Like the the ability, um, like you, you wrestle for a, for a long, lot of years, and there's plenty of people you wrestle where you're like, yeah, cool, it's you know, it's all good. We're just you know, a couple of guys having a match, but then there's certain people you step in the ring with where you're like, yeah, this, this is next level. Like these guys are at a level where I'm going to be tested to be not so much even on their level, but just not to be ignored. If that makes sense. When you get step in the, in the ring with some people, it's, it's just like, Oh, I've got to really step my game up. Otherwise they're going to be like, Hey, that match with, Marcus Pitt and Damien Slater. Who are those other guys? You can't have that. You know, you yeah. really want to be like the guy that they're talking about as well. Um, and yeah, it just really brings the best out of you. And then night two, um, I get my uh, round two with uh, Mikey Nichols. You got a, you got some big jobs on the, on this weekend, haven't you? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, luckily, I get my, uh, Mike on the second night because. Um, uh, he fairly well beats the shit out of you. Like not not in a not in a I'm going to hospital way, but just you know that kind of like yeah, I was I went to war. Like you know you've been in a match. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a, a huge weekend, um, and not not just for myself, but everyone because we we have been away for so long, and with the two nights, you know, really trying to make sure everyone. Um, Gets, gets their money's worth, man. Like, and they're starved for it. So you don't really have to do much. But with independent wrestling, um, we don't. We, we try not to rest on those laurels. Well, there's also the fact that yeah, people are starved. But you know, I 
I'm mates with some of the people from EPW. I was, I'm good mates with Lukey Boland because I come from a comedy background. So oh, awesome. Lukey and I awesome. are friends. And I know for a fact EPW has never, ever rested on their laurels. They have always wanted to be the next, you know, produce the next big stars and be the next big thing. And both guys you mentioned, you know, Marcus Pitt and, and, and um, <laughs> he'll kill me, Damien Slater, um, they are names. They are people that, that yeah. you know, you say to independent wrestling fans, not only in Australia but around the world, and they go, oh, you've got your work cut out for you. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, and like I said, it's it's being being as good as, you know, I mean, obviously you always try and be outshine them because that's that's the point, you know, but, um, but yeah, just being as good as is enough of a target to reach, let alone trying to to take that next step above. Um, but yeah, I've had a few, um, a few matches with Damien Slater in the last, um, the last few years and the guy is such a professional um, and just knows, knows what he's doing in and out. Um, uh, and then same with Marcus Pitt, my last match that I had um, at gate one in, in Perth here was against Marcus Pitt. And it's funny to say like you, you wrestle people and there's the way his thoughts go with, with, with structuring a match and making that happen. It's, it's just next level. And I, I'm saying next level a lot because it's, um, you don't notice until you're there. Um, like you, like I say, you wrestle people and you, you, there's a standard sort of, you throw some stuff together and what they think about in regards to how to attract the audience attention to what you're doing. And then you wrestle someone like, yeah, Marcus Pitt, Damien Slater and, and their perspective on it while still obviously addressing those points. It's just, you know, there's that old, um, that thing you see all the time with wrestling where it's like your duty is to wrestling and then uh, the company and then um, the, the the match and then um, your opponent and then yourself. Like there's that, it, I don't think I'm doing that exactly right, but. No, but that, we know what you that, mean. Yeah, hmm. that that is, is um, ever present with those guys. When we're talking about APW and obviously we've already mentioned the Untouchables, and we've already mentioned Mikey Nichols. But you add to that, you know, names like Davis Storm and Gavin McGavin. Um, it's a stacked roster. What does it mean to you when when you've got the title or when you're on top of the card, like, of such a stacked roster? What does that mean to you? Oh, on different levels, it means different things. Like, for me to be able to be a champion of a roster that that, that, that is that extensive and that, that good... Um, it's hard to. Um, I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a guy who's very quick to uh, big myself up on things. So it's it's kind of hard to be like, holy shit! I'm when you're the champion of a company, you're the man. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And and to to be that guy, it's, it's humbling, um, and, and and it's amazing. But it's also you're you're on your toes because those guys all want to be in that spot too. But even though they're, again, they're serving the purpose for the show rather than themselves, there's still always that yeah. um, making sure that you don't want people going, Oh, he's not doing a good job. He's not, he's not doing, he's not representing the company um, to the ability that maybe I could. Mm. Um, so bringing that level and them having trust enough to, to put you in that position. It's, it's amazing. Um, to be, to be, well, I mean, 
haven't been champion for over a year now. Um, <laughs> but, it's a matter um, of time, I'm sure. That's it. But to, yeah, to be that guy, it's keep you on your toes. You've got to always push the envelope and make sure that you're putting, putting out your absolute best. Um, because you don't want to be the champion of a company that um, is all of a sudden not selling tickets or has no one has any interest in because, oh, that guy's champion. And obviously they're not that good. Um, so it's, to be honest, it's fucking amazing. Like, I love yeah. it. I, and, and really, everyone should want to be the champion. It's not just <laughs> yourself. If you, yeah. if, you, if you don't want to be the figurehead of a company, why are you in there? Yes, that's it. I mean, it's, good. it's all good to be there and, and to, to want to entertain, but, but to ha- you've got to have that hunger because then not only are you bringing the best out of yourself, you're being, bringing the best out of your opponents and everyone else who's looking up, they're like, that's how hard I've got to work. To, to be that good, to, to represent the company, I have to work twice as hard as that guy so that I can take his spot, which in turn makes me work twice as hard. So those motherfuckers can't take my spot. <laughs> <laughs> setting standards, which uh, EPW has done for a long time in Australian wrestling as a whole. Yes, yes. Um, it's, it's interesting because the, the, I know I get a lot of like, MCW and PWA, those guys are pushing the envelope as well um, and really putting out some, some quality stuff and, and the eyes are, keep switching over, over to there and it's a matter of like, hey, hold on a sec. No, no, hold on. Like, <laughs> you guys are good, but fucking look over this way. Look, 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 we're, we're, we're still doing shit. We're still breaking barriers. We're still, we're still kicking ass over here, you know? And it's so, we're so far away. And I, I just, it's hard for a lot of people to watch it on online because you've got the the vimeo service um that epw has now but as you guys know yourself it's great to watch online but to actually be in the crowd yeah feel that energy and and to 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 see that guy who's who's fighting uh to prove you know that we're you know that that next level next notch um it's it's a whole nother thing so it sucks that it's so far well i mean at the moment no one's really traveling anywhere but in general um for people to come over here, it's, it's a long way. I was going to ask you, are there issues, do you feel, with being in the world's most isolated city and, and choosing something that, that is about, you know, more and more people seeing you? Do you think that there's an issue with that or do you think that you're um, sort of able to circumvent that by through your Vimeo service and, and other things? And good word of mouth. Uh, well, good word of mouth is always a good thing. Um, the people that want to find it will always find it. Um, so it's in the respect of the people, because there's people, I mean, there's whole dedicated like websites and forums and stuff that people literally just want to be like, I found the next yeah. thing. So people are always hunting. And that's the beauty of uh, in, in like nowadays with, the internet the way it is like when epw first started the, the internet was very uh low rent um compared to what we've got now like you just did the the sharing and stuff was as much you could still talk about it but you couldn't see it as much so we're lucky in that regard 20 years ago would have been pretty stuffed um you know 25 years ago maybe probably more um because it's just harder then you're on you've literally only got tape trading which is a long way um to go um but I don't think there's an issue nowadays. It's just, I feel like 
for some people's like for people to be able to, the amount of people who can go to an MCW show and see it live, it's not as far to go as um, to come to Perth. So they get to see it live and they get to talk about it a lot more. There's more eyes on the product. So it does raise their, um, and not artificially, but it does raise their stakes as far as people like this is the shit, you know? Um, whereas, yeah, it, it does make it harder for people to see it in person. Um, like I was saying before, and feeling it uh, to spread that, but there's still a lot of love, a lot of love for the, the online service. Um, of course. But again, a lot of the guys would, like in EPW, they'd wrestle in front of 10 people if that's all they were. You know, they just, you know, it's, it's, it's about the passion for the wrestling. I mean, we all want to out, you know, to sell out, you know, massive uh, venues and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, most guys would, would do it in front of 10 people. I know that um, a number of promotions have been doing the, the double header weekends. And um, I know they did it in RCW last weekend and you guys have got it this weekend. And I think that that's the way of the future. I think doing one of those a year, making that your tent pole event, that allows people to travel and see your product live. And because um, I know we were originally planning before the world ended to come across the <laughs> um, your premier doesn't want us there at the moment, but our plan, like I know we've got a list, a bucket list of things we want to do. And it's a, a live podcast at EPW is number one on that list. Oh, that'd be awesome. And I wrestle. Feel... Sorry, go I was go- sorry. I was going to say wrestle brainy was going to be there this year. Cause I, Davis and I had had conversations about bringing the show over to Perth fringe. Well, you'd bring me for that. Wouldn't you? You're not doing the Melbourne shows well, so you keep, move on, mate. Move on. <laughs> now, when the when the world when the world uh, did shut down, how did did your body respond in a positive way? Going from forty odd matches a year for near on ten years to going to what ten to fifteen matches last year, did the body depends enjoy on, the rest? Depends. Depends um, on how you view it, because I. Uh, I, my body, I suppose, did well with the less bumps and, and, and that, but because I wasn't training, I'm a man who likes to eat. I love eating. I love food. I love all, like, and video games. And when I couldn't do anything else, it was food and video games. Because um, isolation workouts, I just was not interested. And I, I definitely um, expanded the waistline, and I've spent the last, like, four to six months <laughs> trying to rectify that situation. I was... Definitely not happy. Um, but you know what was good? Um, and I've noticed since the last, the last maybe month and a half, two months, there have been a few shows uh, over here and, and training a lot more. My body has... I did enjoy not waking up with another injury. Like, yeah. you know, oh, fuck, my knee's a bit sore today. Oh, you know, I'll have to work on that. Oh, man, my shoulder's... Like, there was a good, <laughs> a good period there where I just woke up every day. I was like, I feel great. Um, <laughs> so that was good, but at the same time, yeah, no, it was, uh, cause I don't, I don't do well with, um, like when I work out, I like to go to the gym because when I go to the gym, I'm there, there's no distractions. So every time I tried to work out at home, I was like, Hey man, that couch is right there. Mm-hmm. And I just press one button and I can be, I can be playing, you know, Grand Theft Auto or whatever. Um, so that, that. <laughs> That did not work out well for me, but I've recovered. <laughs> um, and, and I'm very much, very much prepared for, for this weekend. So we're not going to see the Don in a singlet? 
Oh no, we're not doing that time. Now I'm all about the singlets. I'm all about. I, mean, I put the I only put an EPW shirt on uh, because I'm trying to represent. I wasn't sure if this was going to be a a, a taped for YouTube or whatever. So well, no, nah, we'll, usually Tony hosts the show with us, and and he's well presented. Just he the way he dresses for these interviews, we can't put him live to air on on screen. <laughs> <laughs> But having having uh, such a long break, does it bring the the appreciation and the gratefulness of independent wrestling back to yourself? Like you miss it because it's gone. Does it that appreciation grow? Um, the yeah, I'll say I'll say yes, it did. Um, it's funny. The main thing I did miss was um, just hanging out with the with the boys, you know what I mean? Like the, the people going to the shows and say, I mean, no, it's funny. People complain about setting up and packing down the show. They always do. Everyone does it. It's, it's just a thing. Right. But, um, you, it can be, it can be some of the best, um, interactions with people, uh, sitting there pissing and moaning about who's not helping out. And, um, uh, you know, just, just talking, shooting the shit while packing down the ring or, um, helping load a truck or whatever. That stuff, it all adds to the whole experience of the weekend. And that just reminds me, I was just going to say, I meant to say before, but I got sidetracked with about the two night. You're saying that a lot of yes. people doing the two night um, the shows. I, I think what is missed, what is missing in a lot of wrestling is planning it to a point where you can have um, almost like a whole weekend, not just the two nights of wrestling yeah. so much, but I think is it PWG that does like... Um, yes like a whole week or weekend yeah, of, and, um, of, yeah, of like, inter like interviews and, 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 and meet and greets and um, just events that lead up into and around um, the actual wrestling show itself. I think that's something that could potentially do well. Like you do it once a year or something. Yeah. PWA, um, did it. I, PWA did it a couple of years ago and I know David Storm was over there for the show. Thank you, thank you, yeah. And so were we. Um, and there was a, a fan fest where all the wrestlers were there. They had um, dingo puppy adoptions. They had um, Mario Kart on the big screen. There was an eating contest. There were live podcasts. It was, um, I think that's the kind of thing that Australian wrestling can easily support. Um, yes. And doing it once a year in each state, um, I think you'd get the travelers. Um, you could, yeah. At, when MCW run it, you could be advertising the Perth weekend coming up or vice versa. And, and it's, it's something where we could get that wrestling tourism happening within Australia. Yeah, for sure. I think that it, it, it benefits not only the scene, but it benefits the podcast, it benefits fans, it benefits everybody. Um, mm. Who? Where do you want to wrestle? I mean, you, you've probably got a bucket list of places you'd love to go to, but you, especially now that there is a lot more competition of bigger companies as well like new japan step, stepped up and become a real force and obviously aew is now a thing and, and wwe as well of course will always be there i mean yeah everyone everyone wants to wrestle for the fed if if anyone says i don't give a fuck who they are if anyone says oh i wouldn't really want to wrestle with that bullshit <laughs> like <laughs> if anyone i don't give a fuck who they are if the fed i mean in australia because there's obviously guys who have been there and worked and it didn't work out from or, or they don't want or whatever but in australia I, you would be hard pressed to prove to me that anyone would turn down a chance to work for the Fed. But um, I, I'm still, I still haven't kicked all my bucket list stuff in Australia. 
Um, like I, have, I haven't been on an MCW show and I'd love to. Um, the, main, the main reason I haven't, um, like, oh, RCW is a huge one. I'd love to get arrested for RCW. Um, I, uh, again, um, yeah, it just, just to, be, to be honest, anywhere, um, I think um, I, could, I couldn't say I wouldn't wrestle anywhere because I just, um, it's, it's the ability to go somewhere and meet someone different and, and find like a, another performer you might have some good chemistry with and be able to work with it. It could, could happen anywhere. Um, like, um, I, only thing stopping me from traveling at the moment is myself. I, um, I, I, and, Mark, ago, and, and McGowan to... and McGowan. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's all Mark. It's all Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a heel. But you've, you've, you've got a very young family as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, that, I mean, that would probably impact it just a touch. Just, just a touch. Um, because it's expensive. I mean, again, the, another problem with Perth, which don't get me wrong, I love it. I'm not trying to bag it out, but you want to fly anywhere. It's, it's fucking yeah. expensive. Like, doesn't matter where. Even in the state, you want to fly somewhere else inside the state. It's it's cheaper to fly to Bali. It's yeah. Just no in Bali. Um, but um, yeah, that that's the thing for myself. Having the young family, I got I got married young. I got a I had a mortgage young because uh, I listened to all those guys when they were like, you know, don't don't bank on wrestling to pay the bills. And I'm so, glad I did because I've been doing it for a lot of years and it still hasn't paid any bills. Um, <laughs> but, um, Maybe a parking bill. Yeah, yeah, just just the feed on the way home from the from the show sometimes, but that's about it. But um, no, I have I have I have wrestled in Melbourne and I've enjoyed my time there. Um, I wrestled actually in Sydney once years ago. A friend of mine, um, he uh, wrestles as Johnny Hardway, used to be Adrian Priest. He was in Sydney for a little while, and I wrestled for. Um, I think I'm pretty sure the defunct now is uh, UWA. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of run, run by a guy called Scarecrow. Okay. Yeah, this was like I said, like maybe two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um, I don't even, I can't even think of anyone who was on that show that's possibly even still wrestling now. Um, I mean, I saw you wrestle in Melbourne recently with uh, BCW. Oh yeah, that was good fun. Um, and what I was taken by was um your ability to engage with the fans who um that's quite a bubble the bcw audience they don't go to a lot of other shows they just go to that so oh, wow. whenever yep. people get brought in they don't know who they are yeah and um you did a really good job of establishing yourself really quickly with that crowd um is that something that you have to work on when you're working in front of a crowd that hasn't seen you before uh, that's always one of the biggest things I was always taught when I first started wrestling and it didn't click for a long time because I was dumb. Um, but I eventually got it, but I was told many times, uh, every time you wrestle anywhere, you have to, to some extent, introduce, uh, yourself to the, to the crowd. And it's not to say you walk out and go, hi everyone. My name is <laughs> Michael Polioni. Um, it's, it's the way you act, your mannerisms from the second you step out of that curtain, you're telling the story. You're letting them know who you are. If you walk out there and wave and high five, you're like, hey, this guy's not too bad. Let's see where he goes from there. If you enter the crowd yelling and cursing and, and like threatening to fight people in the crowd, they're like, yeah, this guy's a dickhead. Um, and let's treat him accordingly. Uh, and the big thing, a lot of guys, and I feel like it's because a lot of guys watch TV wrestling. Yeah, and, and most don't realize that TV wrestling and live wrestling are two different things, completely different. 
yeah. um, in the style you do it because uh, you're performing either for a camera or you're performing for people. And when you're performing for people, it's important to keep them engaged. Um, and so if someone's, uh, and again, another beautiful thing about wrestling is you can't go to the cinema and yell at, at Bruce Willis when he's, you know, fighting terrorists. Like, he's behind you. In America, they tend to. I, yeah, well, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. I, I do that all the time and he turns around. Uh, oh, it's just me. What? <laughs> I, need your, I need your magical powers. That'd be, that'd be something else. Um, but no, um, in, in wrestling, you've got to give them that, that love. Yeah. Like, you've got to... You got to make them feel like they're important to what's actually happening in front of them. They're not just there to view; they're part of the show. Like, uh, and that's um, why I, lo- I love being a, uh, a face because um, you know it's a it's a great feeling uh, to make people happy when you're wrestling. I also love really love uh, when I used to work heel because um, you would give these people, and it's hard for people with an ego, but like someone would just call me some like ridiculous thing or whatever and and then i'd like challenge them on it and and just yeah i can't remember a specific time but you have a bit of banter but if you let them win like you let them get one over on you yeah they'll remember that forever they'll go around and tell their mates yeah i was at the wrestling show and i told that guy he can he can suck my dick and and he 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 he, he didn't say anything back and and I, i got him i got him um and they and they'll come back and they'll do that every time they come to the show and they'll buy that ticket and they'll yeah. come to see you just to give you shit, you know? Um, and that's, you know, it's putting asses in seats, um, which is, is not an easy thing to do. Um, there's the few ways to do it, but if, if, yeah, just to get them engaged, you know, it's, it's just good fun. Yeah. And people really, people need can. to remember Sorry. that even everything from that entrance music has got to match the character. Cause I mean, I see too many guys come out and they're just picking a song they like where it, it doesn't really match the character they're trying to play. Like the whole package just needs to, to sort of be, to be one. And um, yes. that's something that you, when I mean, you know the Don, the character of the Don's been built over such a, a long period of time that you're really comfortable. Uh, take us through the process of, uh, of deciding what you wanted to be and then actually slowly putting the pieces together. Well, it's, I did it backwards. <laughs> did it completely wrong that's, the, that's 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 okay yeah um so i i i just love i love mafia movies yeah scarface goodfellas the godfather like watching the sopranos it's not a movie but you know that yeah that's always been and even though i and this is i'm letting you in on, on a little secret not actually italian everyone just thinks i am and forever they've always called like said i'm i'm, I'm italian and i just went with it because i didn't want to argue yeah um so this, I, I was like, this is what I want to be. I wanted to be a, like uh, some sort of mafia thing. So I went with the Don Michael Morleone, as you can tell, just like Corleone from The Godfather. Um, and my, in my mind, I was going to rule everything and run everything and, and, and be this guy who's a shot caller. But when you start wrestling, you can't, you can't be a shot caller. You've got to be a guy who gets his ass kicked all the time. Um, and so... Same with the mafia, I, really. Well, that's it. You got to start as a goomba, you know. It's not a you're not the don straight away. And um, uh, so I had the, the the name and the moniker. And and originally we we just went. Uh, I was in a tag team with an English guy. We did this European Union thing, um, so that um, just obviously to start off. And it's funny over time. I just had different ideas about what I wanted to do, and it just being in different positions and 
not being locked into I have to be this um, because a lot of times how you want to be booked and how you actually get booked are just completely opposite ends of the street. Um, so basically to get to where I am now, I, it was a lot of nothing. Like um, I, had, I had the European Union and I tried to be a big tough guy who would get his ass kicked all the time and um, you do all the spots that make you look like an idiot um, and, and people enjoy that. They come to see you lose, you know, and get your butt kicked and you got to win a few times to do that. But then the progression from there, we went to this basketball group, which was sort of semi loosely associated, like the hip hop with the, the mafia stuff. So that kind of worked together, um, in, in tag teaming. And then I went to, uh, finished with that, went on a solo run, um, as a hardcore champion, um, with, with Luke Boland as my manager. And again, a lot of just trying to be a tough guy, but not really like always putting myself in a position where I don't look tough, yeah. um, which is you, like a... You get your comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. Always, you always got to act tough and get your comeuppance. And then um, I think going through so many instances of that, and then again, we went to Generation Zero. Uh, again, two guys, one big, one little. Um, again, trying to be the tough guys and getting our comeuppance and um, eventually bled into the fact where um, I was against a good, a good heel team, which was the solution, um, which then led to like a, a believable uh, tough guy um, yeah. who didn't, um, uh, didn't quite, quite often didn't get, uh, any com didn't get comeuppance because um, I was fighting from underneath a lot. Yeah. Um, and then it, it built to the point where people started to get behind that. And I think even in the end stages of Generation Zero, what we were doing was so big and over the top and we weren't afraid to get our comeuppance. I think people started just to enjoy watching it so much um, that it just progressed that way rather than being like walking in and being a face that um, people were just sort of like good, glad to see us. And then we were put against the right, the right set of bad guys. And then it uh, progressed from there. But then to make the character now what it is, um, it's just a series, like for myself, watching the big name guys, they come in, doesn't matter how tough they are, they get beaten, but they don't give up. Mm. Uh, it's a classic, like Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin would run into something head first, start swinging and get beaten up for a while, but then would persevere, you know, through, through having guts. John Cena, never give up. Hulk Hogan, the ultimate um, fighting from the bottom. His, his whole hulking up strategy is basically, I've been beaten that much, but I'm sick and tired of it. And I'm going to fight back and I'm going to beat you. Um, that, that, all that inspiration um, and, and being able to, again, because I had for so many years... Uh, done this stuff that didn't make me look strong. I was more confident to be able to have those have matches where I'm not looking very strong, and then fight through, uh, and then um, keep fighting up, and then be being strong by uh, showing weakness. If that makes sense. You mentioned that does make sense, and thank you very much. That's really curious and an interesting way to hear that the, the fans actually turned you rather than you turning yourself, if I'm mm. reading that, that correctly. Yeah. You mentioned Generation Zero, who, who were and probably still are insanely popular. 
if you could reform Generation Zero tomorrow, well, Saturday, yeah. <laughs> who would you reform with? Who would you bring in as part of Generation Zero now? I couldn't do it without Hayden Zenith. Um, that guy, a lot of the ideas that we had came from him. Uh, like, we bounced a lot off of each other, like, um, but um, his, his, his work ethic and also that whole... Because uh, a lot of the times, even though I said showing weakness, he did more so than I did um, and was really willing to put in uh, the work to, to create uh, that. Um, we would talk a big talk and then we'd get our butts kicked and he would generally get his butt kicked more than me, uh, but we'd both wear it. Um, 100%, yeah, Hay Hayden Zenith, I, would, I, I don't think I could do it without him. Um, yeah. But on, on a sense of, well, it depends on what sort of, what Gen Zero do you want to bring, drink, do you want to have? Do you want the face Gen Zero or do you want that, that dirty heel team Gen Zero? I think you need to, to, to start and, and um, chart the course you've just explained. So you start as amazing years. heels, hated, and yep. because you're so good at being heels, you become loved. Yeah. Um, I would... Um, there's a guy in Perth called Twitch. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, he is the perfect guy for... Um, having that overzealous, that really larger-than-life character but doesn't mind getting his butt kicked. Um, he's a perfect uh, person to add into it. Um, and then uh, one more, you need someone who's like a real big mouth. Like, you just need someone who is just, like, as soon as they start talking, you're like, oh, I just want to punch you so much. Well, um, <laughs> so. Welchie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet will bring Welchie. Um, no, um, and uh, actually the, for that kind of role, I, I have um, my old, when I first started in wrestling, I was put with a, this little English guy called Johnny Wimbledon. Uh, and he was the perfect epitome of like, because he has that, that whinging pom accent and he's not a huge guy. Um, and just his ability to talk, shit uh is amazing so that that'd probably be my team me hayden twitch and johnny Wimbledon. lovely thank you um uh, a couple of years ago when we had uh, gavin mcgavin on the show he spoke uh, i think it was while he was shooting with you but he just had a run-in with your son oh at one of the shows um <laughs> talk, talk us through that little feud um so it's it just happened to be that the feud itself uh, was at the time when, when my son was the most vocal at wrestling shows. He just, he was just there and having How a great time. How old was he? He was so little. <laughs> it was just people couldn't keep their eyes off him. Um, and uh, yeah, because uh, he was flipping the bird to everyone, uh, McGavin, um, uh, Austin was just like, nah. And you see like a four-year-old kid, four or five-year-old kid flipping off a wrestler, they're just like, <laughs> people are just like, that kid's got balls, you know what I mean? Uh, and then, so he would always make a point of like finding Austin in the crowd. And obviously Austin ate it up as well. And we can't there and be like, I'll fight you, I'll fight you. And um, it built up from there. And the best thing was one, when I won the, the, the championship, um, yeah, we made a little video. Austin had the title over his shoulder and it's, hey, Gavin McGavin, and then just flips him off. Um, <laughs> it just worked. It worked out 
it's one of those things where you, I don't think you could have planned it. It's just the way things happened and timing. It was just amazing. There's a lovely video of your son that I, I caught over the weekend when I was doing some research uh, of your son running the ropes in celebration <laughs> of you winning the title. Um, <laughs> how did that, I mean, I'm, I'm more saying that because I think our listeners would really enjoy seeing it. So, so search that out because it's just beautiful. But yeah. how did that come up? Was he just so overjoyed that he... I think what happened was he was so excited and then he was also like, oh, I'm in the wrestling ring. Like, and just like, what do people do in the wrestling ring? And then just like wanted to run off the ropes and like wanted to jump on the ropes and stuff. And um, I think um, I just excited to be in the ring, like part of the show. He was just like, oh, this is so cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, just overjoyed. And just, yeah, also loving the fact that I won. Like he gets very upset when I lose. Like I... <laughs> I uh, I have to console him a little bit. He's getting better with age, but there's a couple of times where I, yeah, he he'd be crying and uh, telling me it's not fair, and the other guy's a jerk, and I'm like, it's all right, it's all right, son, I'm okay. <laughs> what what do moments like that mean to you, as a father? It's 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 amazing because it's just a moment that I've, I I know I'll remember forever, and it's just to be able to include include him in what I do and not have um, not have a divide where it's like, oh no, this is my thing that I do and you have to stay over there. You know what I mean? Um, uh, bring, you know, it brings us closer. Like, like every, every, well, like most sons and fathers, the like my, so my father was my hero. Uh, and then to him, obviously, why well, I hope I'm his hero. Like, I don't know what kids he's, I'm pretty sure I am, but um, you know, just to be, I feel like if I was to 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 do these things and and not not include him, I would be cheating both of us of of memories. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully, it's all on camera too. So if if ever later on he tries to pull that shit, like you don't love me, Dad, I'm like, look, I have it on tape right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did put a call out to EPW wrestlers if they had any dirt on you, but you must be well liked or respected because we didn't get anything. Um, but we did get a message from Del Cano who asked us to ask you about meeting Scott Steiner. Oh shit. Oh man. That was, <laughs> holy shit. Like I, that, see, that's one of the crazy things about re being, being a wrestler and being able to do what I do and having like heroes in, in wrestling. There's uh, a few guys who, um, like, um, I'm sure all wrestlers, like when they were kids, they would sit up and watch WCW or WWF or whatever they could get their hands on, whether it's just that little half hour of heat at 12, 12 at night or whatever it is that, you know, before Foxtel was, was huge and streaming services and stuff. Um, so we, um, we went to, um, it was a BCW and, um, I found out that Scott Steiner was going to be there and I was like, Oh shit. Like, Oh man, this is like big pop of pump is my hookup. Like, like this is, this is my jam. I was watching WCW nitro on, um, on TNT for three hours. And this was at, and it's funny, this was at the time when historically people look back and be like, that was WCW's worst. But for me, I would sit there and watch those filthy animals videos with Conan rapping and just be like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Um, you know, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett being out there, but Scott Steiner, just this huge jacked individual. He lays all the women. He's in amazing shape. 
He comes to the ring with a tiger sometimes. Like this was, <laughs> this guy is all that is man. Do you know what I mean? Like there is no, like he, he was wearing, he, for the longest time, just wore a, a chainmail headdress to the ring. Like this I did, is. I did love that chainmail headdress. <laughs> just the coolest shit. So anyway, we're at BCW and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be that guy. That's just like, oh, excuse me, can I get, can I get your autograph? <laughs> like, I just couldn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be that guy. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't fucking miss this. Cause this is like, this is Scott fucking Steiner, man. Like, um, and so he's sort of like, there's this little backstage, like gorilla position, you know, you call it, uh, where sort of, you, no one's really in there. You, there's a backstage and then there's a change room somewhere else. And I'm in the backstage and I'm like, um, I'm tagging with Hayden at the time. Like Hayden, Hayden Steiner's right there, man. Like, I'm like, fuck, I gotta go say hello. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, fucking do it. Fucking do it. I'm like, shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna give you my phone. All right. All right. I'm going to ask if I can take a photo, but you got to be ready, man. Don't fuck around. Don't you miss out on this for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And so we go up there and I was like, oh, hey man. Like he's pacing back and forth, like looking at the floor. I'm like, man, no, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, oh, hey man, how you going? Um, he's like, oh, yeah, good, good brother. I'm like, yeah, can we, can I, can I just get like um, a photo with you? And he's like, it's like for a split, like I'm sure it wasn't even a second. He like sort of paused. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I fucked this up. Like, I fucked this up. And then he's like, yeah, sure, man. Sure, sure, sure. And so I'm like, fucking sweet. And like, Hayden holds the camera up. And just before we take the photo, I was like, oh, man, uh, thank you so much. Like, you were my hero as a kid. And just as I said that, he snaps the photo and he's got this tiny little smile. And I was like, yes. <laughs> did the, did the hand and everything because i was like i want to look like, we're best <laughs> like touch him and have him like kill me um you know because <laughs> fucking scott steiner um but yeah no that was that was awesome and yeah thanks delcano for for <laughs> getting to tell that story that was great is there anywhere we can see this photo? Have you put it on Instagram that we could search all the it's way my, back for? It's my Facebook profile. I'll, I'll send it to you. Oh, uh, nice. Fantastic. I've had we'll it there for too long. My wife's got a photo of me and her as her Facebook profile, but I've got me and Scott Steiner, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. it's, a little, it's a little weird, but I, I'm living with it, you know? It's better That's than fine. if she had her photo with Scott Steiner. Well, yeah, she would have posted that too, you know. <laughs> so you no dirt. I'm I'm disappointed. Well, I'm not disappointed because I don't do dirt, but you know, it's I thought there'd be something that that someone would have thrown out there, someone, but someone would have made something up. We would have rolled with it. Yeah, would have. Yeah, we would have figured something. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier you mentioned that it's been over a year since you've got the title. Yes, since you've held the EPW championship. Yes. Is it in your future? Do you see yourself becoming champ again? Yes. This weekend, fighting Mikey Nichols. Oh, the Mikey first Nichols. time. The first time I was like, "Holy shit, I'm fighting Mikey Nichols!" So that's why it didn't, you know, it didn't work out. But this time, I, uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm prepared for it. You know, I've, I know, I know what he can do. I know what he's about. You know, former NXT superstar. He's a large used man. It, used to kill it in uh, in in Noah. Um, but um, I think I've got a couple of kilos on him. Like, I think I'm, I'm up there with him. So um, I, think, I think I'm in for a good, a good shot, a good run. He's got muscles in places that I don't even have places. Yeah. No, he's so definitely a physical spectacle. So you're main eventing on Sunday. Is there pressure on you, a main event of a two-night 
extravaganza, reawakening, do you, do you, are you feeling pressure? And, and not just, yes, now that I've mentioned it, but are you, as we're getting closer and closer to Sunday, are you feeling more and more pressure? Do you, you know? I, uh, I mean, there's always a pressure, like I say, with, with the next guy trying to take your spot. Like there's always, always pressure. Um, I, I try not to think too heavy on the expectations. I just try and, and think, what can I do to make sure that what I do is, is the best at like of what people are going to see. Um, and normally I'm really good up until show day, uh, show day, it starts to really creep in. And then right before I go out in the curtain, that's when the pressure's like, it's at, you know, um, critical mass, you know? Um, and then, then it's too late. You got to walk out there and do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the, the pressure, um, it's, it's funny over the years, especially like, cause it used to be so long between shows when I first started. And then over the years, it's gotten closer and closer. Like there'd be more and more and more shows and you do more and more and more. And, and, and it doesn't become like, Oh, it's just another match, but it, the, the intense pressure does ease somewhat as far as the length, like in between shows, like, you're not like for me, it's not like, finish one show and I'm like, oh, holy shit, the next one's coming. It's normally just a constant preparation um, mm. and always working, always working, always working. Um, and then as it definitely as it gets closer, it, it builds. Um, uh, but in a sense, it's um, – I did – I tell you, I did have um, a match against Damien Slater last year and that one, that really got to me because I, I got in my own head. I'm like, this is – WWE cruiserweight classic Damien Slater participant, um, you know, guy who's been around the world. And if I, if, if you really, really put down, put that in your head, it, it can wear on you. Um, and I did again, like when I, when I faced uh, Mikey Nichols last year, again, that was another really big pressure situation because again, he's, uh, I don't know, people, people can say what they want, but Mike's always been the man. Um, he, from, from Perth, he, he went on his own and went to the States and then um, did a lot of things in the States and then would come to and from, and then him and, 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 and Shane Thorne would then went to, to, to Noah and did amazing things there. And then they went to NXT and, and did some stuff there. And then, uh, then he came home and it was, they're still, they're still on that next level. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, uh, they, they went, um, overseas before, you know, anyone I know went overseas and, and really put in the hard yards and they opened up doors for a lot of people who are there now. Um, and same with like, there's, uh, I know Buddy Murphy, there was, went and did separate things and he was, he, he's in the Fed now and doing crazy things as well. But the guys like that, they all opened doors for, uh, and like a lot of the guys that are there now. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, no, there there is pressure. I'm trying to play it off like there isn't any pressure, but there's <laughs> a bit of pressure, right? <laughs> well, um, thanks for joining us. It's been a it's been a fantastic chat to get some insight into into you as a wrestler and as a and as a person. Um, are the tickets still on sale for this shows this weekend or not? I think there may be some left, uh, but because of the restrictions, we're literally down to half the venue size we're allowed to actually fill. Um, and which helps obviously the, the two nights. Um, so uh, it moves quickly. Yeah, I, I do believe there are some, but I, I 
don't think there's going to be many um, left for very much longer. Move very quickly, Perth. It, it sounds like a fantastic two nights. Um, and, you know, uh, personally now I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it on Vimeo when it, when it gets thrown up there. It sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks a lot for joining us. And um, the Don, Michael Morleone on, on the turnbuckle. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Uh, it's been good fun. And uh, whenever you want me back, just hit me up. We'll talk yeah. about things that have been and all that. It's great. When we get over to Perth, I think you'll be on our list of people we want on a live show, I think. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, okay. And welcome back to the second half of the show on the turnbuckle on mypodcasthouse.com. Sponsored by the Australian Wrestling Network. And boys, have you been checking the Australian Wrestling Network out? Oh yeah, I was checking it out on the weekend, right? And it's not just got Australian content. It's got access to videos from uh, High Spots as well. So and I watched the, uh, the Bruiser Brody documentary there, Wrestling's Last Rebel on there, which is uh, highly recommended. So it's got actually- you know, CCW, yeah. BJW from Japan, you know, it's a lot of content on there. I was going to say, I've seen that documentary. It's an absolute beaut. It is an absolute beaut. Um, but yeah, I, I've checked out some of their some of their local content as well, and it's really good. Yeah. So if you're going to check any of their overseas stuff, keep the money in Australia, and you can go through that um, subscription well, as well. Also, it's good for us. So, you know, support your voice. <laughs> Jeff won't. Um, good interview, good chat with the Don. Yes, yeah. ahead yeah, big, of his uh, big weekend, his title shot on Sunday as well. Good luck to you, Don. Hope you do well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to be getting in the ring with Mikey Nichols, but <laughs> yeah, he's close to the biggest man in Australia. Anyway, would you guys... rather get in the ring with Welty? I go Mikey Nichols. Um, neither. <laughs> Neither. It's the yeah, right Jake Andrew Arthur's chest after deathmatch down under definitely isn't the answer. Um, anyway, guys, I've got a surprise guest for you. Let me just uh, see if I can bring him up. Yeah, guys, I've got someone who I'm pretty sure is going to vouch for on the turnbuckle as great guests for WrestleBrainia, and that is Porco. Where's my money? It's in the mail. It checks in the mail. You've heard that before. Where's Tony? He's supposed to be paying me cash. He he. That he's off getting the money now, and it will be. It'll arrive in two to three business days. <laughs> two to three. Gen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I said cash bribes only. Where is it? So, Hawko, uh, are you vouching for them? Well, I haven't paid me yet. So what am I supposed to do? All right. I'm glad you're here. Because uh, I haven't seen you for a bit, and I'm looking for a special guest referee for the four shows, uh, March 28, April 4, April 11, April 18, Sunday afternoons at the Catfish. Are you busy? Can I take bribes? Sure. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll do it. I've got a special guest referee. Hooray. So I'm on WrestleBrainia, and Lyle Welshie, are you? 
we on with Vorko? No. Sorry, Welshy, we can't hear you. Are we on with Vorko? Very, very quiet there, Welshy. Testing. Yeah. Did, um... Testing. Did he? Nah, nothing. Nothing. Did he no, come so, so, so what you're saying, Hawko, is you, book, you got yourself booked before you've had a chance to vouch for us. Is that what you just happened? Paid. Yeah, you haven't paid me yet, but I'm happy to, you know, work for Jeff because I'm sure Jeff, Jeff's trustworthy with money, but you and Tony, Testing. not so much. Testing. I think yeah, this is backfired on us, Welshy. This is backfired on us, Welshy. He's got himself booked and he's half out. Where's the money, Tony? We were friends, Orko. No, Welshie, you've gone again. Welshie can't be hurt, which is kind of good because it means he can't nag me to be on the show. I think well, I think Welshie's speechless because uh, he hasn't got it, hasn't got us booked. Can you hear me? No, I'm not really. Well. I can faintly hear you. Oh, hang on. He's put his microphone down and he's stormed off in a rage. Maybe he's gone to look for the money. <laughs> He's probably trying to get to the bank before it shuts. Look, Hawko, that sounds great. Um, I guess we'll, we'll have a chat in the next few days and work out, you know, all the details. Sounds great, Jeff. Happy to be a part of it. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to vouch for these boys. They haven't paid me yet. Well, well this wonderful. Has gone, this, this has gone swimmingly for us. We've got technical difficulties over Welshie, and Tony hasn't delivered the money, and Hawko's gone and got himself booked on Brainier without us. Learn to work, kids. Oh. Yeah, that works for me. Can we hang up on Hawko now? Well, I've got beer to drink. So I'm actually live at the Catfish right now. So I'm going to go back and drink my beers. And <laughs> I'd be counting my money, but obviously you and Tony didn't do that properly. All right, have a couple of beers on us. We'll uh, get an IOU to us and we'll pay for some beers. Yeah, yeah the check's in the mail. I've heard that before. <laughs> WrestleBrainia at the Comedy Festival, now featuring me. Awesome. Thanks, Hawko. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. What the hell, what just, the happened? hell just happened? Well, I've got Hawko as a referee. That's what happened. It definitely seems like an insider job. <laughs> so first, I've got Hawko double-crossing us. Then I've got technical difficulties and then the recording starts to mess up this is a disaster well i mean no it's not i've got hooko as a referee for wrestlebrainia on at the catfish through the comedy festival couldn't have wound up better for me lads thanks yeah i don't know tony, obviously tony hasn't we gave him the envelope well she on the weekend to give to hooko and i don't know maybe that's where tony's gone he's taken the family away for a couple of days holiday because it wasn't cheap well, with our money yeah, it wasn't cheap to get Hawko to vouch for us. Um, I don't know what that says about us, actually. Just just a sec. Why didn't you just give me the money? I mean, I still would have said, no, you can't go on it, but at least I'd be richer. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But you've heard this podcast, anyway. haven't you? We're not the smartest. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I'm going to move on with the show. I'm Chris Forlan. At Borko's betrayal, um, I think that's the first time Crestfallen's been used on this podcast as well. Um, Deathmatch down under, guys. I believe you were both there. Yep, I was there. Uh, I was there. Welshie, did you have a hangover? Nope. 
No, because I was drinking seltzer and seltzer hydrates as it drunkens you. The perfect drink. Okay. I remember, I do remember at some stage I told you that you would need to be the one remembering what happened because <laughs> I was likely not to remember everything. <laughs> um, nah, it, what, what, what were your thoughts? There was a good atmosphere. The room looked beautiful when I walked in. Really well set up. Um, and the crowd, there was a lot of goodwill in the crowd, which, um, and yeah, people seeing each other for the first time in, in 12 months. And it was a good vibe. I think for a debut show, they knocked it right out of the park. They did a great job. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, started off hot with Richie versus Tommy Knight. You know, a guest from last week on the on the uh, turnbuckle's very own Tommy Knight. Yeah, so just it started off the night perfect. But the the crowd just wanted to see good wrestling. It'd been a while for a lot of the crowd. You know, like you said, it was good to catch up with mates we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, the whole night was, yeah, my, take my hat off to uh, Joel and Jay and the team. Yeah, I thought they did really well. I thought they did well, and I, I really enjoyed um, uh, the big lads match of, of Jake against Arg. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that, their heavyweight division is going to be great. It was fantastic to see Jake Andrew get the opportunity to work without um, the constraints of playing a character. Um, yep. And he, his performance um, just makes me excited for what he can do in the ring. Yeah, he's got a lot um, more. I'm really looking forward to seeing Yeah. Yeah, De- definitely. Yeah, being in squash matches that we've seen him over the last year to 18 months and, you know, tag match where it's, you know, it's not really highlighting everything he can do. Obviously, we know he's a great athlete, you know, being a silver medalist at an Olympic Games. But, um, yeah, that was a... That was Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Olympic. Yeah, Commonwealth Olympic. It's good enough. Um, Did you say Commonwealth? Commonwealth. Commonwealth? You said Commonwealth, I'm pretty sure. Commonwealth. And you wonder why I won't put you guys on WrestleBrainy. Put me on. Don't put Lyle on. Well, until, until I make the final. More straight. More straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to the second show, which is on sale. Um, yes. On sale already. And the front row sold out pretty quickly. And there's less than half the tickets left. So um, there is a market for, for this new promotion. And um, that's really pleasing. I think yeah. also it would be remiss not to mention the uh, the, the tag match with Aisha and uh, and Murdoch. That was a wonderful match as well. Yeah, yeah, was... I really enjoyed that. The the mix, the the mix across the whole card. It wasn't just death match wrestling. It's got some of the the biggest up and coming young talent that Melbourne has to offer. You know, once borders and things open, there's going to be more young talent, more diverse characters, not just deathmatch. This, this caters to everyone, uh, this promotion. And yeah, they knocked it out of the park first show. Looks like the punters yeah, are excited for the second show. With the variety in the matches, um, an eight-match card can sometimes be quite arduous to get through, but it didn't drag at all. There was Because um, you knew that the next match would be different to the match you just saw, which was... Um, which is really 
a um, a standout uh, selling point. And I think it was for me as well. It was nice to see Jay and Joel both be quite emotional about the journey they've clearly taken. They've clearly worked on this for a while and, and put their hearts and souls in it. And I know how how important it is to get a crowd on side and to to hear the chance of thank you, Joel, and the rapturous applause for Jay. It's just it's just beautiful to see not only Melbourne responding, but also the guys appreciating the responses they're getting. Yeah, don't forget Erin and the mountain of work that she she does. She, she was, is um, amazing. That she was that running one. around. She was running around. Uh, I reckon she probably had a bigger workout than uh, some of the wrestlers that she was that busy and. <laughs> Um, she's a huge part of why this promotion is um, capturing people's hearts and minds. Absolutely. And I think, I think in 12 months, they're going to be, you know, a really important player in the, in the domestic wrestling market. They're going to be getting more and more people from overseas. And, you know, once, once, once all borders are open, that, that, that show is going to become a real mainstay and something really important. Yeah. And if you... Well, speaking of... Speaking of important trailblazing parts of the Australian wrestling community, um, we spoke to the Don earlier and EPW Reawakening 19, I wrote it down right, uh, is, <laughs> is on this weekend. And as I alluded to, like imagine a wrestling show in Australia that's been going for 19 years. Yeah. I, I'm actually from Perth originally and I remember going to watch WWE in... Uh, it would have been 2003, SmackDown tour, and they were actually flyering. They were flyering people as they were leaving SmackDown yep. and hanging out. And you know, I think I think that work ethic and that kind of um, love of of what they do, you know, it, it certainly came through from our conversation with the Don, of Michael, and and also you know whenever you speak to Davis or whenever you speak to anyone from Perth, they show so much passion, and you know, it's kind of nice to see. It's really lovely. Yeah, it's a little bit bittersweet that, you know, this this card we probably would have been scheduled to go over, you know, being a two-night show. You know, obviously it's been postponed and everything because of the pandemic and we can't get into the States, so we'll be enjoying it on Vimeo when it goes up. But um, I think there's a small amount of tickets left. If you're in Perth, yeah, you there are make a few, sure you there get there. left. Yeah. Make sure. Um, Don't miss out. Uh, shout out to one of our uh, favourites, Kaz Jordan, who will be debuting for EPW on the weekend. Yes, in the Battle Royal. Good kid. Although I'm pretty sure that Lyle once told, called him the wrong name once. Oh, uh, yes, I had a Tony moment. Yes, uh, to his face, which is even more embarrassing. Yes. Yes. Tony. But yeah, if you're in for it, definitely definitely get to that um i know that there's a there's a there's a women's match that i'm looking forward to as well between casey johns and edith knight and um they've got a complete mix of styles and i think that will be a sleeper a sleeper match but definitely for being one of the better matches of the weekend as well yeah yeah edith is good i'm a big fan of her work um, yeah, uh, I think she's going to be a fantastic wrestler. Um, MCW's return's taking shape as well, and uh, they've started to announce some of the matches for their return show. I saw they've got um, a four-way match between Richie Taylor and I don't know if you're in front of your eyes. Richie, Royce, 
um, Tyson and um, Emma and the Kid, which will be an absolute cracker. Yeah. Should be a good time, that one. Yeah, that's the kind of match that MCW like to open a show with. Get the crowd buzzing early. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting back into the Thornbury Theatre, if I'm honest. You know, the 6th of February, it's a homecoming for all of us in Melbourne. Yeah, and the tickets are obviously sold out, so um, they are going to be going live on, um, like having a live release of the show, which will be good. Um, and tickets are on sale for Ballroom Brawl, so if you missed out on homecoming, probably jump on and get your Ballroom Brawl tickets um, as soon as you can. They go on sale, they'll probably be sold out by the time this goes to air, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know last week we spoke about uh, Riot City Wrestling having their um, 15th anniversary weekend. And um, before we get into that, um, I got a message off a wrestler who said he'd like to remain anonymous. Um, so I'll, I'll just call him Royce C. Is that too obvious? Yeah. R Chambers, we'll call him. Um, yeah. And he... He messaged me to say that he was over there getting ready for, I think it was night two, um, and there was a car coming to pick him up to drive into the show, and he went to the back and threw his bags in the back of the car, gets back around the front. Who's in his seat, fell on his seat? JJ Ferno. No. I cannot believe the height of that guy. The JJ. seat stealer himself has gone over state lines to steal seats. Actually, I should get in touch with JJ. He might be good for WrestleBrainia. That's spare, that spare spot. You'll have no spare seats, that's for sure, because he'll steal them. <laughs> oh, heard, I can't believe that. I've heard he I enjoyed can't believe uh, that. Actually, I do want to mention that JJ did take on M and the Kid at PCW a couple of weeks ago. And that was a great match. I, I managed to get there live myself, and it was a it was a fun match. Yeah, he's a, he's a good wrestler, but I'm not. I, I'm not, I, don't, I won't have good things said about JJ Ferno on this show, Jeff. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. Can you believe that? No, nah, that's that's just I that's can. disappointing. Actually, that he's he's taken it on the seat stealing on the road. But uh, I was looking at the results from RCW on the weekend, right? Uh, Caddy Trey, we owe him a beer for beating uh, JJ Ferner on the on the yeah. Saturday night, and it was in a tag match with Royce on the Sunday, so we definitely owe a couple of beers to the Kings of Ruin as well for beating JJ. So keep going, boys. Well, I'm not sure if that's the same Royce, but maybe there's a there was a a problem with the team because of the seat stealing incident on the way to the show. I don't know. Yeah, Royce might not have made it, so someone at the cosplay. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's where Tony I believe Rocky is. Man... <laughs> I don't think he can do a flip. He can barely <laughs> roll out of bed. <laughs> now, uh, the Royal Rumble's approaching, uh, which is the one WWE match that I'm always excited for. Yep. What do you reckon is going to happen this year? Well, I think I think this year offers a few opportunities. I mean, I know we're all probably quite tired of cinematic wrestling. I certainly am. But I think that this offers, offers a nice opportunity to, to present a rumble, like one we've never seen before. I'm not saying go all cinematic, but some elements could be there 
like some of the, you know, the old cliche about the person getting beaten up backstage, that can be a bit more creative and fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I do worry because I feel like some of the companies have gone as they've started going too far with the cinematic. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but I'd hate to see a whole Royal Rumble be cinematic. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, Money in the Bank was a bit of a disaster. So I can imagine that, you know, and that was cinematic. So I, I, I agree yeah, with you. I didn't you. hate Money in the Bank. Well, she... Was that I the one money through the, the, the Connecticut offices? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, I thought that was enjoyable. Other than the guys probably getting thrown off to the side of the building at the end. Um, you know, that probably went too far. But, uh, yeah. But, Asuka, she was the MVP of that show, wasn't she? My, yeah, of course, you're yeah. I, I'd go as far as to say she's the MVP of almost any show she's on. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Great that's fair. Have, you, have you got a tip for the Rumble, Welshie? Um, I've got a tip for the Women's Rumble. I think um, Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair will win. The Men's Rumble, I'm not sure. I'm going to go with the Edge. Edge. Oh, the Edge. The Edge. Why have you got a tip? would call him, yeah. Uh, with the women's, I was it's Bianca or, or Rhea, and I obviously we want Rhea to win. To probably be what to be Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she loses her uh, her mania match somehow along the way. Um, I hope they mix it up in the men's rumble. Um, yes, yeah, obviously it'd be great to see Edge win it. Um, you know, but someone like Keith Lee or oh, Big good. E, you know, just You've seen the reception Keith Lee got last Rumble. The crowd absolutely lost their mind when he had that face-off with Brock. I know his booking's been a little bit up and down over the year, but you can that road to WrestleMania, um, man, that could really be a big build for Keith Lee. Well, for what it's worth, I'll give you my tips. I actually think it's Rhea Ripley or Shayna Baszler. I think they can start to rebuild yeah. Shayna and make her a deal. And she is she is fantastic. She should have won last year, but I reckon they might they might write that this year. Uh, but of course, I hope it's Rhea. Um, and for the men, I actually think they're going to go with Daniel Bryan because it's the only thing he's not done. Yep. Yeah, you can't argue that. And he's amazing. And he's 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 saying that this is his last few years as a full time performer as well. Yep. So that's what I think. Um, I mean, now I didn't want to put this like I put this on the um, run sheet because I thought the episode would be going different by now. I thought we would have been officially announced, but uh, WrestleBraining tickets are on sale. Oh, well, you know, I should mention that, shouldn't I? Go to trybooking.com, look for WrestleBrainia. That's Wrestle and Brain IA. Um, and you can pick up your tickets. We're also on the Comedy Festival website. Um, and oh, tickets wait. are only, it's a big tournament and tickets are only 20 bucks each. And we still have one space. You know, we do legitimately have one space. I've pretty much filled all the spaces. And uh, follow us on socials, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to start announcing uh, our partners very soon. And then we're going to drill down and announce the talent really soon as well. There you go. Now with more Hawko. Yeah. Yeah, now with Hawko yeah. as our referee. So I'm pretty now happy with, about it. Now with 80% more Hawko. 
<laughs> Always a good time to see Hawkeye. All right, well, this is weird, guys, because this is not a call-in show. So I'm not sure how we've got a caller coming through. Um, hello, listener. Uh, hello, guys. How are you? It's me, Shabekstar. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, uh, where's Hawko's money? Sorry? Where's Hawko's money? What, what do I owe Hawko money for? Well, he said that you you paid you gave him money to bribe me to put this ridiculous podcast on WrestleBrainia. Yeah, that's uh, that's alleged. I wouldn't say that that was. I'm not saying that Hawko's lying because I know he wouldn't do that. But there's no proof of any transaction actually happening. So let's forget well, about that. Problem. To start off with, but sorry, that's the problem. The transaction didn't happen, so he no, wouldn't, he wouldn't exactly put it right. over. Exactly right, but I tell you, Jeff, it just makes sense. I don't understand why you wouldn't have the podcast on WrestleBrainia. I keep saying this to you. I keep saying I need people with who are identities. I need people who are famous, people who have, and don't tell me you've got a blue tick. I know you've got a blue tick, but people who are easily identifiable that people can go, oh, wow, they're talking about WrestleBrainia. You guys, you can't bring that. You don't give me that. Well, I hate to be rude, hey, but I'm looking for that. Hey, you want me to mute? I'll mute you, Jeff. Jeff, here's the, situa- here's the situation, Jeff. You're right, I do have a blue tick, and that makes me pretty special on that regard. What I do also have is just on 8,000 Twitter followers and uh, close to around about 3,000 Facebook followers. I think that probably puts me... I would reckon I'd probably be the most followed Australian wrestling identity <laughs> in Australia. Oh, you'd be top 10. Oh, Chaz will get covered. Yeah, Chaz probably has, and there's probably a couple more. Right, let me rephrase that. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10 Australian wrestling identities. And a list, let me say, and a list of celebrity A-listers that I could call to vouch for my celebrity status. I don't want to hear it. How about you just call them? How about you just get them to tell me that they want to be on WrestleBrainia? Your whole reason, guys, for bringing me in today was to talk yourselves up to get on WrestleBrainia. You're being ridiculous. You're being stupid. You're being childish. I tell you what. I'm out of here. Get some other monkey. Well, geez, that was easy. <laughs> um, I didn't think that Of course, our only reason for getting him on was to have to talk about WrestleBrainia. Like, no, exactly what else right. we have him? Is he still there? Or so, is he gone? So, oh, he's gone. But what are you? Well, Tony, what's the plan? What's the plan, Tony? What is the plan? Well, I tell you what. Leave it with me, boys. Okay. I've got a plan in my head. I don't want to explain it to anyone because I think it might be too hard to explain, but leave it with me. Well, if what I if what I do doesn't get us on WrestleBrainia, then I will streak naked across Federation Square. No one wants that. If you threaten the streak naked if you threaten the streak naked at WrestleBrainia, that could get us booked. Well that's cool, right? Let's let's rephrase that. I want to play naked. That's plan B. during Exactly. In case I get arrested at Federation Square, Plan B will be I'll streak at WrestleBrainia. But I I guarantee you, boys, the plan that I have will get us over the line. All right. We're going to leave this with you. We'll leave it with you. Can I ask you one question? I just want... 
I just wanted to ring up a different dust. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Look, the Hawko plan didn't work, so this one better. Yeah, can I ask you one question before you go, Tony? Yes, well, please do. Uh, Hawko not getting the envelope that we filled with money and you going holidays. (laughs) That's not a coincidence? Uh, Steaks are cooking. Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess that was Tony. Um, Anyway, uh, let's talk about the upcoming events. Friday, 22nd of January, EPW Perth has reawakening night one at the Gate One Theatre at the Perth Showground. Saturday, 23rd of January, the PCW Summer Series continues, um, building to their massive grand final show on the 30th of January. Not to be missed. Uh, EPW reawakening night two, because why watch one night of EPW when you can watch two, is my uh, messaging. And Wrestle Rampage returns with... Renegades Revolution in Adelaide. Limited tickets remain for that. So uh, if you've got an idea for a podcast that's as professionally recorded as this one, contact my podcast house or on the turnbuckle on our Facebook pages and we can help you get on the air. And make sure you check out the Australian Wrestling Network. Lyle, I would say goodbye to Jeff, but he's, um, he's fucked off. So um, yep. Yep. Wow. Oh, I, just, I, I want to thank Jeff for coming on Obviously we had ulterior motives Trying to butter him up to get us booked And that's like most things with us Backfired on us horribly um, And anyone else out there That either was too drunk On Saturday night like Welshie Or couldn't get to Deathmatch Down Under Down uh, Live It'll be on IWTV On the 28th of this month So make sure you Subscribe and watch the shit out of that show. I was not drunk. 